installation of the underground experience here at KCLAM FM Los Angeles. Ooh, how you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm feeling great after this holiday we just had on Memorial Day. Hope everyone had a good time, was safe, ate a lot of good food and all that stuff and you know had good t- family time or whatever you had. Um, I'm excited about today's show and the upcoming show's incredible information I'm bringing for you this season. Today's show, I will be featuring a gentleman who is the executive director of the Laughter Foundation, Mr. Stephen Allen Green. He will be joining me later in the hour. Got lots of goodies for you. And also, I must report on uh, upcoming shows. Um, Like I said, I was back home in New York for a couple of months, and I was able to pick up some nice ditties from New York. Upcoming shows will feature the 30th anniversary tribute to Duke Ellington's Sophisticated Ladies, a musical which I performed in. Um, went to an evening, met with Mercedes Ellington, Bruce Heath, 
and host of other people and the Duke Ellington Orchestra was there at Birdland in New York City, ladies and gentlemen, and I have interviews from that night. Also, a friend of mine, Miss Daryl Richardson, who runs an organization called The Me Nobody Knows, which helps youths, you know, um, get into the arts on a positive tip, very inspirational, very praiseworthy. Daryl Richardson, you'll be hearing from her. Also, I had the privilege of going to a function called A Mile in Her Shoes, which um, was a, an event that up uh, highlighted women in different veins of life doing positive things for humanity and the community. And my mom, Sandra Phillips, was one of the honorees, and I will be bringing you some interviews from that as well. And also, here in Los Angeles, there we, we were able to capture some of the Reality TV Expo uh, recently down at the L.A. Convention Center. We'll be bringing you some of that. Also, I went to Digital Hollywood Los Angeles. It was the week of May 2nd through May 5th, and it was all the new technology and entertainment that's coming that has to do with apps, downloading, live streaming, everything you want to know about the technical side of the industry, and networking, I'm bringing it to you, some interviews. Also, I stopped by the Los Angeles Jewish Film Festival, which was absolutely incredible. And the executive director there is Miss Hillary Helstein and PR lady Roswell. I have to say, hey, how y'all doing? They've been so gracious to me. I met them last year, the first one I went to, and this is the sixth annual this year. And I met with one of the artist, Mr. Josh so-called Golden and I have an inter a little piece on him and also I went to the closing night which was honoring the film Who Do You Love? which is the story about the inception of Chess Records with Leonard and Phil Chess, two Jewish immigrants so as you see ladies and gentlemen I've got a lot coming up oh, oh, oh one more thing on the art tip I also had the privilege of going to a spring gallery showing of Mr. Christopher Martin. He has a gallery in the uh, Beverly Hills area called Martin and Lozano Gallery on Robertson in West Hollywood. And I will be also bringing you some information from that. So you see, I have a whole lot of things in store for you. So um, we're going to take a break right now. And we're going to come back, get into some music, and bring you Mr. Stephen Allen Green right after this break. Hello, hello. We are back, and now I need to bring you some music. We jump this thing off. I have a young lady by the name of Miss Tia P. She has a hot new track called Nobody. As I do, I'm always on the social network, and I ran into her manager, Mr. Sivan Parchman. How you doing? We met on LinkedIn, and he sent me this music, and I just said, I got to have it. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Tia P with Nobody. Yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> it's your girl, CP. <laughs> and you know, it had to be some real um special, you know, for me to bring my band in, shirt and draws. You know, we we kicking it real live right now. You know, it's 2011. We doing things real different around here. You know what I'm talking about? Um, that real live feel, real drums, real instruments, real vocalists. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hey, uh, can I say something? Look, tell me who's up there with me? Huh, you know, I don't know. Look, yeah. Can I say something? Can I tell you something? Who's up 
sell with. I don't know, but take a listen. Look, stays on point, ball point pin. You can ask him or ask his friend or ask his friend, but they all go say, can't nobody get it like I got it. No way, no way. I'm in these streets like the stray. The world ain't got a clue what the kid gon' bring. Might get ill or I might just sing. Better wreck yourself like a mother for the change. Man, can I say something? Yeah, tell me who's up there with me. You, 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 telling you we got to bring it forth that is miss tia p with nobody you better look out for it. she's hot on the charts and she's bringing the real music the real jams with the live band now can you stand that okay we're going to keep the music going i met another gentleman by the name of mr huli shalom and he has sort of the same thing talking about where did the music go i want you to check out these lyrics please What happened to Chris? 
creativity All I got in my room is old memories Thinking back as a kid, trying to MC Trying to dress and rap like Run DMC High school talent shows, I used to kill them Used to do it for the fun, run about a million Now things to change, I'm in the lane now Every stage I hit, watch Holy shut it down Don't mean to brag, but I earned mine Ten plus years, it's about time It's destined to happen long as you got the faith Put God in the picture and alleviate the fake I hear him trying some good, most of them whack I'm getting tired of hearing the same thing on the track I never sell my soul to be the best, that's all I know Alone. Them three things alone put me on the throne. I hear you newcomers gotta show respect. I traveled all around the world and I ain't finished yet. I try to make the music that make you feel good. All types of music and I'm still hood. Cause only God can judge me. That's the only one I'm putting above me. What's up, G? Tell oh I ain't quitting yet. Unfinished business to get off my chest. Streets got me, I don't need a check. Studio 24-7, I don't rest. Shouts out to the A-team. We gon' make it, that's my word, I don't sell dreams. I never sell my soul to be the best, that's all I know. What you do better believe that Hit the booth for 20 minutes and finish the track Gotta be a hit or oh, I ain't leaving out Nothing but the truth coming out my mouth I never sell my soul Be the best, that's all I know Shout out to all the MCs, all the artists that paid away for all of us. There's too many to name. Just want to say thank you. Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Spotlight Hour on the Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain FDJ, Uncle Earl on the radio. I hope you're still doing fine. I have a very special guest today, uh, Mr. Stephen Allen Green. He is the founder of the Laughter Foundation, which is a benefit for comedians, and he's going to tell you a little bit more about that, but he is an actor, stand-up comedian, musician, and just all around good guy. And I have him here with me today. How are you doing, Mr. Green? 
I'm doing fine, Uncle Earl. How are you? I'm feeling myself, and I'm feeling you, too. I like that tie. Well, thank you very much, and keep your hands off me. Okay, I promise. So, so tell me, you know, uh, we met, I have to say this, we met through a very special person, Miss Roz Wolf, who is a publicist. Yes. For the Los Angeles Jewish Film Festival. Great lady. Yeah, I had the privilege of meeting her last year for the first time, and she's been so wonderful and just been keeping in touch with me, and I just went to the film festival recently and had a great time and met more great people and now we meet here we are here we are girl. yes yes so tell me yes where are you from i've been trying to figure that out all my life <laughs> well, uh, uh, i was born in new york raised in uh, beverly hills lived in new york and then for the last 20 years i've been living in london england okay i'm from new york as well yeah what yeah. part fort green brooklyn yeah? Mm-hmm. You know a guy named Frankie? Well, I had a cousin named Frankie. Oh, there you go. Small town. <laughs> Long Island, New York. But we left when I was three, yeah. and I found them anyway. Where in Long Island? Plainview. Plainview? I lived in Rosedale, Is near Valley nearby? Stream. Is that nearby? I Long know. Island Railroad. Okay. All right. Yeah, out there. Yeah, Long Island Railroad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is your family still there? Uh, no. No. Uh, we, they, we all moved out here in 59. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we've been dying off ever since. Oh, oh, it's a rare breed, it is, isn't it? Wow. So, um, sorry, it, that it, was uh, it, inappropriate. A little sidebar. But anybody else in your family in the arts? How did what, what uh, piqued yes. your interest, and how did this happen? Well, uh, my it's a very a, a good story, actually, uh, and short. Um, my mother was a. I think it's called a Kaleotura, a singer, an opera singer, but mm-hmm. she was really... Kaleotura. You know, Kaleotura, that's right. Mm-hmm. But she was more of, you know... Who do you call a Kaleotura woman? No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking a tour guide. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so she was singing, and she was about 17, and a, a scout from Warner Brothers wanted to sign her right there, and my grandmother, her mother, said no. And so my mother became the ultimate showbiz mom, like a lot of... Mm. And I did a commercial at age five out here, and, you know been trying to desperately get out of show business ever since, oh, but really? it doesn't seem to be working. Not successful. And no, <laughs> I'm a failure. I can't get out of show business. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, what was the question? Well, I was asking you know, how did this happen for your character mom? Was yeah, so, yeah, right. So I was enrolled in acting school, yeah. you know, at the age of four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a comedian from the get-go because, uh, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. You were always a class clown. Well, only by default, by default. Earl. It's not. <laughs> people think, oh, he's trying to get attention again, isn't he? No, it's by accident. You know, yeah. it's like, how do I know that I'm doing something wrong and it happens to be funny? Mm. But um, so yeah, and then uh, you know, all throughout school, I did plays and I played drums in a band, and then I taught myself to play guitar, and then I, when I was uh, running a singer showcase in mm. Hollywood, mm-hmm. I. Uh, met a comedian and said go to the comedy store I signed up and I auditioned and unfortunately they hired me <laughs> wow bigger accidents can happen uh, right in my pants that night alright so um, then you took you took that on did you actually study comedy or did it just come naturally to you well I think a little bit of both I think what the great thing about the comedy store at least in those days and I'm sure it's the same way today to mm-hmm. some extent was that it was a really kind of like a, the university I went to Okay. Because when you're not on stage performing, and you do have a learning curve, because you know, you you die if you don't. Right. Um, you, you know, you're sitting there in the back, watching everybody: Richard mm-hmm. Pryor, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Wright, 
mm-hmm. Sam Kinison, and, and all these comedians w- the general public will never hear of because they were great and they didn't make it, but mm-hmm. they were there, mm-hmm. like jazz musicians sometimes, like like uh, pinch hitters other times. You know, it was a great time. Wow, nice. And um, so you, you did the comedy, and you're also an actor as well. So were you yeah. at, tr- did, yeah. how did that pl- come into play? Well, actually, the acting... I never really considered myself an actor, although I've acted. But the whole world's a stage. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. But there's, the world's a stage, and there's no audience left. Oh, okay. Everyone's on stage <laughs> now with their iPhones and their iPods. Right. It's today. You're right. Um, uh, you know, I, I, actually, I, the most acting I've done in the last 20 years has been in England, and that came about in a very interesting way because the Brits mm. see me as an American first. I never knew I was an American until I went to England. I mean that in a metaphorical, absolute mm-hmm. sense. And, okay. uh, you know, it was clearly... Uh, so I would get these parts, playing Americans, which the, usually the part was uh, an American media bigwig, loudmouth, obnoxious guy who gets killed with his own award after mm-hmm. trying to sexually harass his co-workers. <laughs> All my parts were like that. Right. <laughs> but I was very good at it, at being sleazy. Uh-huh. And... Uh, so that was fun, and then I got into filmmaking myself over mm-hmm. there, and then uh, now there's one in particular. Was was it called This Is Love? This is love. This is love. Very good filmmaker Nick Aldridge out of Bournemouth University, mm-hmm. and uh, he I, I starred as the uh, a news anchor mm-hmm. uh, who was sexually harassing his coworkers, and you know, and okay. then gets killed with his own award. <laughs> Typecasting, right? Once again. (laughs) Yeah. So there was that. And then uh, the last acting thing I did was very fun. I I went back to England um, in... Mm -hmm. 07. Mm -hmm. 07 to to star opposite Helen Lederer. Helen Lederer is a comedian actress who was on Absolutely Fabulous a Uh lot. Oh. She was a semi-regular. Ah. And I played her husband mm-hmm. uh, while she was... So the show was a, f- a, a cooking show, mm-hmm. and she was using real recipes, but she was playing a chef, and I was playing her husband producer in the background of, was the, also, show? of the show. Okay. So that was it. And yeah. what about Little Things? That's a film I wrote and directed. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a very... Interesting little thing. It's it. Uh, it's <laughs> interesting little thing. Interesting right? little thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a story of a uh, of a uh, a guy with OCD, extreme obsessive compulsive disorder, who mm-hmm. also happens to be a bomb disposal expert for the police. Mm. And he, it's a life story in sixteen minutes. And, wow. Yeah, and uh, it starred. Uh, I used British comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, for as actors, and and I uh, I h- hired a 94 year old actress who worked with John Gilgood, and I got her to wow. scream on camera. And there were zombies in it, and <laughs> gangsters, and uh, all in 16 minutes. In 16 minutes, and a life story, and popcorn, oh, yeah. and <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun doing it, and and it was a real learning experience for me. Nice, and 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 with the comedy. You 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 practically cornered that market over there, didn't you? Well, with comedy, I mean, you I you mean as the American. Mm-hmm. Well, I did in '95. I was kind of sharing that with a much more successful Rich Hall. The two of us were kind of the only comedians there. Rich Hall from Saturday Night Live and mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, and then a lot of comedians started coming over, and 
part of that was my own doing, you know, when I created High on Laughter in 2000, which is a comedy charity show mm -hmm. that benefits a drug and alcohol charity launched by Princess Diana. Mm -hmm. That was in Edinburgh, right? Th French wrote, Festival? The first, the first two in 2000 and 2001 were at the Edinburgh Festival. Mm -hmm. And the first one we had George Went, Norm mm -hmm. from Cheers. He was yeah. doing improv. And we had Zach Galifianakis and, mm -hmm. uh, before he was even known, mm -hmm. let alone in The Hangover. <laughs> and... Uh, and then in 2000... Was it Neil, Neil uh, Mike Myers' partner? Neil so. Malarkey. It was a great show. He had right. Neil Malarkey, who mm -hmm. does a wonderful... If you go on the... If you look up uh, his... He does an alternative character named... Uh, oh, it's breaking my mind. I can't remember <laughs> it. But he's he's a life coach. Sure. Uh, I'm going to like lose it if I don't find his name. But anyway. <laughs> and um, and so he, he does that, and he was fun. And we had Julia Morris from Australia, and Sheila Martin, and Rick Wright, mm -hmm. and... Uh, it's a wonderful show. And then in 2001, we took it to a 3,000-seat theater, the largest theater in Edinburgh. Uh, do you know m much about Edinburgh? Not much. I've been to London once. London. London. Well, this is Scotland. Only, yeah, I've never been to Scotland. It's Scotland. It's I a different country, mate. I have been there yet, mate. It's a different country. <laughs> and they will pridely tell I you this. I'd to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but before we get into yeah. that, I'd like to take a little break. Yeah. You know, we need to pay some bills around here. Oh, yeah. This is so interesting. There's a lot I want to tap onto with the... Um, High on laughter. So sure. we'll do that when we come back. Can you back pay my time. credit card bill? We'll work on that. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Mr. Stephen Allen Green of the Laughter Foundation. We'll be right back after this break. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Beatles right now. This is a little playoff music. We're going to take a break for a second while you listen to this. But come on back. For the second half hour and more with Mr. Stephen Allen Green, here with me, your host, Captain and DJ Uncle Earl, on the Underground Experience. Enjoy. Yes, I'm the one who wants you. Oh, 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 you could find better things to do. Than to break my heart again This time I will try to show that I'm Not trying to pretend I thought that you would realize That if I ran away from you That you would want me to that I got a big surprise Oh, 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 oh You could find better things to do Than to break my heart again This time I will try to show that I'm Not trying to pretend to leave you You know I hate to leave you Oh, 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 oh You If you break my heart I'll go But I'll be back again Thank you. 
to the second half hour of The Underground Experience. Here with me, your host, Captain and DJ, Uncle Earl. We're going to bring in the second half on a mellow note. And I'm going to fill it with a little bit of motivation and inspiration. Listen up. Courage is going from one failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Winston Churchill. There are those days when it's hard to put one foot in front of the other. But those are the days when champions are created. It's about making the most of the minutes you are given. David McNally. Just like to give you some words to live and think about. And words to live by. Pardon me. Now this beautiful track underneath is called Spring Wind. It is written, arranged, and produced and performed by Mr. Russ Landry from Los Angeles. Russ dedicates this CD to the wonderful memories of his mother, Flossie Landry, and Aunt Mamie Stokes, and friend Claudia Bacchiano. Also, this, all the monies from this CD is in support of the West African AIDS Foundation of Ghana, the Rita Marley School in Ghana, the Boys and Girls Club of America, Cure for Breast Cancer, UNCF, and New Horizon School of Los Angeles. Russ goes on to say, please help our world stop the effects of poverty. Donate to a charity near you today. Just listen to the beautiful music and we'll return to my interview with Mr. Stephen Allen Green of the Laughter Foundation in just a moment.
I'm looking through you. Where did you go? I thought I knew you. What did I know? You don't look different, but you have changed. I'm looking through you. You're not the same. Your lips are moving. I cannot hear. Your voice is soothing, but the words aren't clear. You don't sound different. I've heard the game. I'm looking through you. You're not the same. Why? Tell me why did you not treat me right? Love has a nasty habit of disappearing overnight. You're thinking of me in the same old way. You were above me, but not today. The only difference is you're down there. I'm looking through you, and you're the wind. Oh, I love playing that song because it just, you know, it's like, I just think of all these ex-girlfriends that think they're so much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. I'm looking you. through you. Who's that written by? It's written by Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. I see. So now we're back in London. Back yes. in Scotland, actually. Scotland. Scotland, we are. But you did High on Laughter... You started, like we mentioned before the break, with yeah. George Went and uh, Zach Gaffanakalis and, you please. And then you did the third one at the London Palladium with Mr. Comedy himself. Yes. Uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, my good old friend, Jerry Lewis. How was that? Oh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> was it? But, well, I mean, you know, it was, a, it was a roller coaster. We were, I thought we were friends. I uh -huh. thought there was like a two-month, Thing beforehand of planning he's calling me up every day and collaborating but i mean you know there was lots of yelling and there was craziness and he was going through a hard time and mm -hmm. there was all kinds of stuff i mean one minute jerry would be saying to me you know uh you know steven nobody knows what it takes like i do to put a show like this together i'm a hundred percent professional i'm going to be there 100 percent there for you of the way mm -hmm. i'm 100 of the way there for you uh-huh and the next minute, he uh, <laughs> said, uh, I'm not doing any press. <laughs> so he was a little Sybil. Yeah, he like. was definitely Sybil. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, the most famous... Here's You've got you to think of the circumstances on this, because, you see, there was a comedian. I was producing the shows, and every comic in L.A. wanted to get on them. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a comedian named Max who wanted to get on my show, and he kept bothering me about it, and... One day he said he's friends with Jerry Lewis. And, uh -huh. and so he said the way to get Jerry is to give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh -huh. So Jerry, in his infinite wisdom, said to me, rather than calling it the High on Laughter Award, let's mm -hmm. call it the Charlie Chaplin Award. I said, why is that? He said, well, because I knew Chaplin, and we were compared, and I, we were friends. And I, so I called up the Chaplin Estate in Paris. They said no. And then Jerry said, that's okay. We'll call it the Jerry Lewis Award. So uh -huh. I was giving Jerry Lewis the first annual Jerry Lewis okay. Award to show you how surreal this okay. was. That's what I'm trying to point out. All right. But that show was a great show. We had Zach. We had um, 
gosh, what other Americans? We had Paul Provenza, who's you know got a show, wonderful show called The Green Room, and runs the Satiristas mm-hmm. comedy stuff, and uh, and we had mostly British. Mm-hmm. It was filmed and broadcast on Bravo UK, and it became notorious because Jerry Lewis collapsed just as he was about to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award. Really? I mean, he made international news, and and he was it was that very was shocking that moment. Mm. Mm. And he, what was his famous uh, little quote? Do you remember that? What he told you when he met you? <laughs> remember that? You're like I'm on Jeopardy. And I can't uh, remember. It was me. I've got the answer. Tell me what? What did I tell you? I eat people like you for breakfast. Oh yes, he did. <laughs> yes. Now I once had a lesbian girlfriend. He used to say that to me. But this. Oh. But this. Oh. This, oh. oh. But this. But this. Mm. But yeah, I was wrong. But no, um, but you're so right. I know. <laughs> it, was, it was a mode of recognition, wasn't it? Um, mode of recognition. We'll be right back. Uh, no, I mean, that, yeah, that's well, what happened. There was uh, he had pulled out of the show mm-hmm. many times. I was getting used to it, and then he had agreed to give me two weeks to do press, and it, and, and it was so important. But at the same time, my publicist in London mm-hmm. was telling me, and they didn't know. No one heard of Jerry Lewis because right. you know they thought I was bringing up Jerry Lee Lewis, and so. <laughs> I said, look, Joe, we don't need two weeks. We just need an hour of your time. We had television. We had radio. Mm. He said, I'm not doing any press. And I go, Jerry, he goes, and I'm not doing your show. And he pulled out again. And I'm going, huh? And he goes, I eat people like you for breakfast. And then all I could think of was suddenly I'm forced into into being Robert De Niro in King of Comedy. And I and I said over the phone, I said, uh, you know, you know, Jerry, I don't want you on my show. And uh, Jerry said, what I say? And I hung up on him. Uh, you know, hey, I hung up on Jerry Lewis yeah. today. Yeah, aren't I a big shot? Cojones. Well, <laughs> it was like that the whole way, and it was so stupid because, I, sh- you know, I don't know what it was about that. I, everybody well, got I, your point across. Well, yeah, but I mean, what... He got his ass on that plane, didn't he? Well, there was a lot of... <laughs> listen, he, listen, I mean, my travel agent's calling me up saying he's refusing to come unless he gets to fly out of Vegas. The oh. initial plan was to fly out of LAX last mm. minute. Then he wants oxygen on the plane, so we're on the phone to the airlines. <laughs> you know, a tank of oxygen, you know, which which was conveniently there when he collapsed. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest question that I got was, everyone said to me, you know, did Jerry Lewis, the king of the Pratt Falls, fake his collapse? Mm. And, you know... For publicity. Well, I think he did it for publicity to help my show. He doesn't like to do press, but what? he does it for... Yeah. You know. Have you ever met him? I have. I actually did the telethon for him a few, couple of times. As How a was performer. it? Um... I, I mean, I wasn't, like, sitting on his lap or anything, yeah. but, you know, he was nice. <laughs> it was the, cool. thing is, the thing is, what people must realize is that this, what, this, what happened here was nine years ago, mm-hmm. and it stayed with me f- for a long time because mm-hmm. um, it's affected me. When, it, when was this actually? When, it was September 8th, 2002. 2002? Okay, I had worked with him before. That was in the 90s. Oh, right. In Vegas. And yeah. he's an older man now. Yeah. Because what I'm saying is, is mm-hmm. that, you know, look, we're, I think the thing with, with Jerry is that, he truly is a comedy genius, and I think with him, he—it's d- like most comedy geniuses. They—I'm <laughs> they totally, trying, I'm to, trying to move the microphone <laughs> like I'm a comedy genius, and it's going. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever notice that mechanical things actually uh, speak to us? Like, yeah, they have a mind of their own. They have it, they do the, what they want to do. You hear words. They're like, hell no, I won't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can pull me if you want, but I ain't doing it. Yes. Okay, now um, I like to cl- click back in. You, you, you're so multi-talented. 
Uh, so we've gotten through the comedy, the musician, the actor, and you're also a voiceover artist. Yes, I am. Yeah, go figure. I, I mean, I see, I see you've worked with the BBC, British Airways, yes. uh, Comedy Central UK. Yes. You know, lay it out for the fun. I will. Well, thank you. I mean, <laughs> all right, so uh, I did a variety of stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, being an American over there afforded me the uh, ability to, uh, you know, stand out in a crowd. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got to do film trailers, things like, in a town that was all about luck, they'd have to risk it all to win it all. Eric Bana, Drew Barrymore, lucky you. So there was that. And then I got hired for the Paramount Comedy Channel, which has now been rebranded Comedy Central UK, and I was... Uh, this Friday on the Paramount Comedy Channel, South Park! You know, and then I ended up hosting the South Park weekend, or it was like, Trailer Park Boys, you know. Uh, but my favorite voiceover story was I once did a Gallo wine commercial for Ireland. Gallo. So I played the American, you know. Mm -hmm. Gee, honey, it's certainly great. That I'm glad they have Gallo wine, aren't you? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, the tag was supposed to be done by an Irish actor who didn't show up. And the tag was, please drink responsibly. Right. So the only Irish accent I did, I do, I suppose, or the best one is a Northern Irish accent. And I read it like this, and they all cracked up. So it's the, the words are supposed to be, please drink responsibly. Mm -hmm. And this is how I read it, as Jerry Adams, the leader of the IRA. Okay. Please drink. You see, there was no responsibly at the end of it. <laughs> that was that was there. It was waiting, huh? What? No, Please great. just drink. Just drink. Just drinks anything drink. you can. <laughs> you know, the, so many accents in England. You know, you know, like the pirate accent, the pirate accent. Pirate, yes. The West Country. They're from the West. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. in England. Is that where Johnny Depp gets all of his accents from? He studies them. Oh, Johnny Depp's he? brilliant. He is brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, he is, absolutely. He's one of my He's Have you ever met him? Uh, no, I don't believe I have. No? no? And you were over there so much. I know. Well, I lived in what Notting Hill. There? My neighbors were Madonna and Guy. I mean, I mean, direct neighbors. Did you meet Madonna? I did not, you but did. I once bought a drink for her, uh, part of her arm that flops around. <laughs> have you seen that? No. It's disgusting. <laughs> What the hell's happened to our sex icons in this country? <laughs> you well, think Guy Ritchie will ever direct Sean Penn? That'd be a film I'd like to see. I don't know. Have you ever met him, Guy? No, but I met Sean Penn. Okay. I like Sean Penn. He's good. He's mm -hmm. a real human being. He's a serious one. He is. He doesn't take any shit. Well, you know what it is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just saying to him the other day, I was saying, Hey, Sean, what the heck you doing, huh? He, yeah, he didn't take that. <laughs> You take that so well. No. Oh, wow. Okay, well, we've got more coming up. Um, as you see, this man is multifaceted, multi-talented. He has stories up the wazoo, but we only got to squeeze in a little bit of time. Well, we will be back with more if you'll hang around for Uncle Earl and the Underground Experience. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair but her mummy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a sad thing for but she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools Her face 
I'm enjoying it, too. You know, I'm having a kindred spirit moment. I think we are. I, I think we ought to I, get some I, shotguns I, and some whiskey. And go out in the back and shoot up some coon. You <laughs> <laughs> can quote him, not me. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'm back here with Stephen Allen Green from yes. the Laughter Foundation. Yes. And I'd like the people to know more about the foundation itself, please. Thank you. Well, the Laughter Foundation, uh, I uh, started the Laughter Foundation last year after mm-hmm. being in a, a medical crisis mm-hmm. without insurance. Because you see, in England, as a resident of the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. I am provided health care by my queen. Ah. Here, i got to go down. Uh-huh. <laughs> I ain't your queen, honey. Right. <laughs> Not yours. Mm-mm. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I, I didn't have insurance. I was in a medical, serious, life-threatening circumstance. Mm. So, I thought, well, you know, it's like Britain takes care of its arts a little bit better than we do here in this country. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let's do something about this. Obviously, I'm not the first one. There's been many people over the last 25, 30 years who try to get... The comedians are... They don't have a union. I'm not talking about a union here, but I would like to form the Comedians Guild. But basically, what mm. I'm doing is, I'm, uh, we planned a big show this last April 1st at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. We had huge names lined up, supporting the cause. We didn't have the funding, so we're doing a smaller one June 11th at okay. the wonderful Jewish Community Center, Westside Jewish Community Center, on uh, Olympic near Fairfax, at the corner of Fairfax and Fetch and complain, as I like to say. <laughs> and it's June eleventh, and we got a lot of great acts. We've got mm-hmm. every we got storytellers like um, uh, uh, Sterling Gardner and and uh, and uh, Melinda Hill, and we've got stand-ups like Aaron Cater and Perry Kurtz, and we've got and and Wendy Liebman, and oh, we have okay. we have the Bobs, and we have Gary Stockdale, and these are musicians, and and it's uh, be a music and comedy. Yeah, fest. it's going to be a whole fest, and I'm going to film it. Make it a webathon okay. 
so that people can donate online to the foundation. And right. the idea is we want to get one comedian health care. Mm. I'm trying to get the word out that I'm looking for one comedian who I don't know, mm -hmm. who is hopefully, you know, 25 and com completely healthy and lives in a cheap yeah. area. Because, you know, that's the thing <laughs> about health care is that I, I asked my agent, what would it cost me to insure a comedian at my benefit? And he said, well, it depends on a million things. Right. I don't understand the system in this country. What is the problem? You know, how come when they, you know, uh, I don't want to get into the, well, you know, you know, greasing and pale and all that comes into, into yeah, play. Yeah, how come I'm not part of that pale? <laughs> if I could get some money, I will tone down. Well, tell people the website so if, if yeah. there is some young comedians out there listening, yeah. you know, they can check in. Absolutely. Please go to the Laughter Foundation. It's on Facebook. The Laughter Foundation on Facebook. The website's under construction. Mm -hmm. And tell me who you are and that you don't have that you are a working comedian. See, the, it's a fine line because what the general public thinks, well, you know, you know, these famous comedians have health care. Right. Why don't there's everyone else? Well, you know, if you're any good as a comedian, wouldn't you be able to afford it? Well, that's not well, the case. Yeah. We're often performing for free mm -hmm. in front of audiences. And there's a lot of risks involved in the comedy business, and we've had deaths. Mm. I mean, the thing is, is that, yes, there's drugs and alcohol yes. excessively. Yes, but in, the, any, in any field. In any know. field, but yeah. when you're working in a nightclub, it's there, yes. and then there's mental situation because you know, in order to be a genius comic, I think the ones I've met, mm -hmm. they're, they're people that are messed up, and yeah. and 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 they're able to access their comedy divinity. Or yeah, that goes back to using arts as therapy. I mean, you know, you yeah. use therapy on yourself, you know, by getting exactly. it out. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And the audience gives you that energy back that needs to feed you, and yeah. you know the give and take of it all. And it's not, you know the Laughter Foundation is not just about insurance. We also have something called the Heckler Fund, which is one-time emergency grants for rent. Mm. Let's say you did a TV show two weeks ago, you got did curb your enthusiasm, waiting for a check to come through, you're about to get evicted. Well, come to the Laughter Foundation. You can prove to us that you're a professional comedian, uh, you know, and you need the money, and we'll give you the money. Great. And then eventually, I want to start a comedy museum. All right. Here in the States or back over in... Uh, no, here. here. I think I want to do it in San Francisco. Okay. And I want it to be a world-class museum. Nice. Uh, celebrating uh, and researching the art of comedy. Cool. And, and, you know, cool. these are my dreams. And I also want a pony. <laughs> this I want guy's a pony. crazy. He's got so many I'm dreams. Dr. Phil. You don't tell me I'm crazy. Oh, I know God. I'm crazy. Okay. Well, you know, I've also made Stephen my um, guest DJ for the day. So the tunes you've been yeah. hearing throughout the show... Um, I want to get into this. Um, I'll be back. Why did you pick this song by the Beatles? What does it mean to you? I mean, what? Well, I think it... it's a good song. Uh, I think it's one of those overlooked songs of the 1965 period. Um, the thing is, is that it's brilliantly written. It's it's he, it. Lennon uses um, very. He's, he balances counterbalances romantic sentimental feeling mm -hmm. with anger, mm -hmm. and then he twists it around by putting harsh uh, seventh chords. Uh, in with the sweetness and more user-friendly minor chords in with the harshness. Mm -hmm. And it's brilliant the way it works back and forth. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then totally flipping the coin to David Bowie. That's like total other end of the spectrum. Well, I like, <laughs> it is, and I, I, like, I like music to be cinematic. My favorite music actually is uh, soundtracks. Okay. Um, uh, and I, lo I love to be cinematic. And Life on Mars is, again, there's a metaphor in it about, you know, are we really living a life or are we actually acting in life? Mm -hmm. Are we playing a role? Mm -hmm. um, it's just merely existing. 
Yeah, or merely <laughs> existing, and yeah, and so I like that. That's a beautiful film, a beautiful song, mm. beautiful, beautiful song from the Hunky Dory album. Mm, great, and um, then there's uh, Lisa Leon Redbone. Leon Redbone. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I love that. I love so that. So you line. have an eclectic taste, uh, more or less. But I would say I need to sort of, I need to spand out, spand out ballet a little bit out outwardly, <laughs> you know, because some English bands yeah. and. Yeah, um, Leon Redbone, uh, just one man and a guitar and the amazing things he can do. And mm. on this particular tune, Marie, mm -hmm. um, you hear just, he uses his vocal cords as an instrument. Mm. It's just top-notch, top-notch. And if I'm correct, he's got the late Joe Venuti on uh, violin, who was very oh, famous. Oh, cool, nice. Mm. Well, Stephen, I thank you so much for hanging out with me today. This has been great. It's been my it's pleasure. Been, it's been wonderful, and I hope there will be much more for us in the future, some collaborations and things. You know, I, I think we could yeah. do some things. I think we're going to. I mean, you I want you to come down to the show, and maybe, like I say, we can work on yeah, something. We'll, we'll be talk there, about brother. that. And thank you. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been here with my guest, Mr. Stephen Allen Green of the Laughter Foundation. The benefit is on June 11th at the Westside Jewish Community Center. And more information on Facebook. More information on Facebook. Check him out. All right, well, um, I got to check out for now, but, you know, hang around and you never know what might drop here on the Underground Experience. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And thanks again to my special guest, Mr. Steve Allen Green from the Laughter Foundation. 
I want to thank all the listeners around the world, coast to coast, around the nations. We're in over 76 countries, going strong, and I'm loving you, and thank you so much. Please go to our website, www.ultimateunderground.com, to join our social network and find out more information about the movement. I wish you the best. Ciao. Your heart is breaking, till we fall as you.